Hey guys, right now, Captain Morgan is offering a special deal for Against All Odds listeners. Go to drizzly.com and use code THERINGER to save $5 on your next order of Captain Morgan. Again, that's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com, promo code THERINGER, for $5 off your next purchase of Captain Morgan, courtesy of Drizzly. Football is coming, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. Whether you're planning a day out with friends, searching for a last-minute deal, or buying a gift for a loved one, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available, too. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code ODDS today. That's promo code ODDS for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. The degenerate trifecta and I just went through the over-unders for the NFC. And, you know, I was about to hang it up, and then my buddy Harry reminded me there's a whole other conference to cover. So uh, we're going to do that right now. Let's get right to it. I hate to depress everyone outside of Worcester, Massachusetts, right off the bat, but the New England Patriots are going to win this division, the AFC East. Probably the conference, too, but let's focus on the AFC East. Uh, Parlay Kid, the Patriots, 12-and-a-half. The over is minus 120. The under is even. Uh, can, can you think of any other team in the NFL like uh, they, they lost their top draft pick, be it a third rounder with Derek Rivers? They lost him for the year, no problem. They lost their running back who had 18 touchdowns last year, no problem. And they are minus 3,000, basically a 30 to one favorite to win the division. Miami 15 to one, Bills 20 to one, Jets 200 to one. But a 12 and a half wins, 13's hard to get in this league. You think they get there? Yes, I like the Pats over 12 and a half. Let's face it, gun to your head. Who is taking the under on this, right? Uh, two words, Bill and Brady. These two are the best at what they do. Maybe the best uh, of all time at what they do. Uh, this is a team that won the Super Bowl last year. And did they possibly get better even when they lost Edelman? Yeah. Uh, you have a, a Gronkowski healthy for the full season, hopefully this year. Cooks, is a, what, a, what a great pickup that was. Uh, this is a team that doesn't take games off. And let's face it, if they do lose a game, what's going to happen? They're going to reel off seven or eight straight wins. Yeah. Right? They're going to use that as motivation to win games. So you, you have to always take the Patriots off. As long as Brady's the QB, you over, always have to take them over. 12 and a half, listen, 13 is a high number in this league. It is a very high number. But th- this is a team style. They somehow can plug seventh-round draft picks into a position and get them to play like all pros. Mm-hmm. Happens year after year after year. And don't forget, Rob Ninkovich retired. He's one of my all-time favorite players. And I, I'm not a Patriot fan. That guy was a winner. Those are the type of guys that the Patriots have. They have guys who will win type of players. They hate to lose. You have to take the Patriots over 12-and-a-half at minus 120. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking at their schedule now. Maybe at Tampa Bay they lose. Maybe at Oakland. Maybe at Pittsburgh in mid-December. But that Oakland game's in Mexico too. So. Yeah, right. That's true. It's in Mexico. That I have them at 
13 wins, and that's good enough for over 12 and a half. Look, Brandon Cooks, they have a 23-year-old wide receiver who's the speediest in the league. Um, I, I don't know. You, you know, what, what do you do? And you know, I was t- telling Simmons, like, you know this Gillisley or you know, like, Stephon Gilmore, these uh, these guys that left the Bills. You know one of, or both are going to be good. Rex Burkhead will be great underneath. They'll, he'll fill the role of Edelman. Maybe not completely. Dwayne Allen's the backup Hope tight end. going to have a big year, too. Yeah, right. They're... they're they're going to be on fire, and it, and it's not going to be fun to watch if you're not a Patriots fan. The only thing I'll say is after their bye, they're on the road five of the last six games at Denver, at Oakland, at Buffalo, at Miami, uh, and at Pittsburgh. I think I maybe screwed that up. Yeah, no, that's uh, no, that's that's it. That's five five out of six. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I still see them getting 13 wins. I'm going over 12 and a half uh, minus what is it minus 120. All right. Let's go to the Dolphins, seven and a half, under minus one thirty, and even for the over. Um, first game is uh, is moved. They don't have a home game now because of this um, this storm cancellation. They don't have a home game until October first against New Orleans. Over under seven and a half, ten and six last year. Over under seven and a half. Obviously, different quarterback situation. You going over or under? Yep, 10 wins last year, but I'm going with the under this on this wager. I'm going under because, i got to be honest, I didn't really do any research. I didn't do any homework on this situation because of one reason and one reason only, and that's Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, like I said in the previous show, is a scum. I mean, Darren, (laughs) Sal, listen, believe it or not, I'm going to say something nice about Tony Romo because he is an angel in my eyes compared to Jay Cutler. What a loser Cutler is on the field, in, in interviews afterwards. Uh, I don't have any idea how he was going to be on the Fox broadcasting team. That's insane. Personality of a rock. Uh, I mean, at least, at least you could say Tony cared. Tony cared. Tony wanted to win and that he loved football. I mean, Cutler is just the worst. I mean, plus they have to play the NFC South. They're going to get mauled there. They get Oakland, and they got, of course, they got to play the Patriots two times. So, no research. It's very simple. Under on seven and a half because of Jay Cutler. Wow. All right. I think even Jay Cutler can overcome um, the fact that two teams in the division are tanking, and that's the Bills and the Jets. And that's mm-hmm. it's rare to see that. And it is a weird thing that they had ten wins last year, and it's only seven and a half. It's a little fishy that they would lose three games on that. Uh, they signed Lawrence Timmons, two years, $11 million. T.J. McDonald suspended for a while. They extended him. Um, I don't know. They don't have New England until week 12 and week 14, so they can rack up a few wins. They could be in this for a while. Like I said, now their first home game isn't until October 1st, but I, I think it's enough. Um, I think they have three primetime games between uh, week 8 and 10 at Baltimore, Oakland, and at Carolina. I think they get to eight wins. I think, and I think they're a lock for second place in this division. Um, you know, Matt Burke takes over at defensive coordinator for uh, Vance Joseph. This is Adam Gates' guy, Cutler. Let's see him get eight wins. I'm going over. Um, Brother Bry, Buffalo, six and a half, under minus 135, over plus 115. God, I just, I, you look at teams' trades at the end of preseason, and it says a lot about them. Uh, Watkins, Darby, Reggie Raglan. I think it's too much. It's nice to stockpile draft picks, but it doesn't mean you're going to win that season. The over-under is six and a half. Is that what I said? You going over or under? Yeah. 
I'm taking the under because, like you said, they're they're in complete rebuild mode, similar to the Jets. I mean, they're not as bad as the Jets because at least they still have a quarterback there for the time being. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they traded Darby, Watkins, Raglan. I mean, Raglan they just drafted in 2016, and they basically just got rid of him saying he doesn't fit our scheme anymore. Uh, but if you, I love the under because if you look at their first 12 games, aside from the Jets twice, they're at Carolina, Denver, at Atlanta, at Cincy, Tampa, Oakland, New Orleans, at Chargers, at KC, New England. At most of those first 12 games, I see three wins at the most. But I, I think Buffalo is going to end up, yeah, even if they're three and nine there or two and ten there, I think they're going to be in full tank mode because they're going to realize too. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's on a pretty much like a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal. So they know they need a new quarterback. I'm sure Sean McDermott wants one as soon as possible. So I love I love the under with them. I love it too. And, uh, you know, Jordan Matthews, Zay Jones, are they even doing Ty Taylor any favors there? I mean, this guy, it's not what he signed up for. 30th versus the rush last year, 31st in pass protection anyway. Um, you know, they lost that Zach Brown was a tackle machine. Stephon Gilmore, Gillisley was nice. They dropped 17 spots in the first round to uh, to, to trade out with Kansas City, you know, that, which is a great summer, I guess. But it's not going to happen. I think first five at Carolina, at Atlanta, at Cincinnati, those are losses. I don't have them winning for a while, and I have them winning only five overall. I'm going under. Um, Parlay Kid, Jets. They've been murdered oh. all off season. Now, here's something interesting. Their their over under was as high as four and a half, and if you had to go under, it was like minus two sixty or something. It was crazy. They finally lowered it. Too many people were pounding the under. It's three and a half in most places. The under is minus one twenty. The over is even. Um, what do you think? Are they going to be as bad as everyone thinks? This is a terrible team. We're talking from the owner down to the GM, down to the coach, down to the players. It's a mess. The QB situation is a mess. I don't know what they're doing with this Hackenberg kid. It really doesn't make any sense. Uh, I I personally think Jet fans would be more than happy with a two-win season here this year, and it would probably be typical of Jets to go out and win six games. But I don't. That's not going to happen. This team is built to win two to three games. I mean, who are they going to beat? They're home versus the Jags. Maybe that game. They're at Cleveland. I don't know. I know. I think Cleveland's got that game circled on their calendar. Uh, they're at the Raiders. They're at the Bucks. They're at the Broncos. They're at the Saints. They're home versus the Falcons, Panthers, Chiefs. They're not winning any of those games. This isn't even close. Uh, at three and a half, you, you, listen, they lost. They traded away at least their second-best defensive player in Sheldon Richardson. They picked up a, a, a mediocre at-best wide receiver, which isn't going to help them at all. Maybe the second-round draft pick will help them. Uh, this team is going to – they have to really blow it up. They're built to get the first pick in the draft next year. That is the goal of, I think, the upper management and the organization, and it's the goal of the fans to get that number one pick. Take them under three and a half at minus 120. All right, yeah. I'm at 31st in the league against the pass last year, uh, and they draft Jamal Adams. That should help from LSU. Nice, but trading Sheldon sure. Richardson is just—I I think it's just going to crush them. A team that's not going to score that much uh, anyway, and their—you know—their their schedule, as you said, is not favorable. Maybe that game against the Bills. Maybe that's interesting. Maybe they win. But other than that, I have them beating Jacksonville and somehow beating the Chargers on uh, Christmas Eve. But. Uh, three. I wouldn't go crazy on it because not much room for error there, but I go under three and a half. Now let's go to our best bets in the division. 
Um, Harry, what do you say? You could pick an over-under. You could pick a division winner. You could play, pick a player prop. What's your best bet in the AFC East? Well, I'm going to go with Rob Gronkowski, under 14 games played at minus 105. I mean, we just went, you guys just went over a lot about the Patriots and their schedule and, uh, and what they're going to do this year. And I think with being in the NFC, uh, excuse me, AFC East, they will just roll through that division. Uh, and at the times when Gronk is questionable, because he always does get little nagging injuries here and there, and then he do gets then he gets some bigger ones too. It's always something with him when it comes to sort of an injury. So if they've got such a lead in the in the division that and the conference for home field that they just don't need to play them, they they don't need to play them, and and that's what I think that's going to happen. I think maybe he sits three games, maybe four. Just sparingly, because especially at the late of the season, if they clinch the number one seed, I'm going to go under 14. I'll give it a shot. Wasn't it 14 and a half? Was it 14? I thought... It's 14 and a half, Harry. Oh, it is 14 and a half. Sorry. Look yeah, at him. He's screw, oh, screwing go. himself out of a half a game there. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I like that too. Uh, and uh, we talked about it. Simmons and I talked about it and uh, just by accident. And like, there's almost no chance that they'll need that last game to, uh, to win the division or, 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 or buy or whatever. Uh, that's one game that they'll sit him, and you, you could bet that between weeks one and 16 he'll sit as well. Um, Brother Bry, best bet, AFC East. Yeah, I, I like uh, Miami to finish in second place in the division at even money. I know you love this one, I love too. It. I think they, it's, pretty much, it's pretty much by default because, like we said before, I think Buffalo is going to be terrible, and I think the Jets are going to be terrible. It doesn't even really matter how good the Dolphins are. I do think they're going to be – you know, around the eight-win mark, but I think that's that's perfectly fine for even money. But I, I did want to ask you: Do you like that better? Do you like the even money for the Dolphins or the Bills to finish in third at plus one twenty-five? You still think? Uh, well, here, here's why I do like it better. I, uh, I think the Bills could lose to the Jets. I think that's going to be a really crappy game, and right, then right. I, w- I wouldn't be very confident with my uh, Bills in third place bet. But, but the Dolphins is a great bet for second place, and you can find if chop this around, you can find it because I think they're going to win that bet by four games on either side. They're definitely not going to have enough to catch the Patriots, who have twelve or thirteen wins. And you know, I only like the Bills or Jets in third with four wins too. So you're going to win that. You're going to win that bet uh, in early December, I think. I love that. I love that. But um, yeah. Parlay Kid, did I ask you? I haven't asked you yet. What's yours? Not yet. Well, start, listen. It's funny with the AFC East. You know, for as great as the Patriots are, we, you know, I, I am a Patriot fan. But uh, kudos to them for everything they've done. But man, when has the AFC East ever been good? No. I when when was the last time that division was good? Maybe I, I guess you can go back when Sanchez on the Jets was winning like twelve games. I don't know how they pulled those years off, but uh, they've been very fortunate. The Patriots that their division has been really terrible. Uh, the last several years. So, Sal, this is my best bet for the AFC. I like the Pats to be the AFC Conference champions at plus 160. Uh, really, there's no need to really analyze this. Anytime you could put a plus next to the Pats in a bet, you take it. You take it. You get them at plus 160 to win the AFC, you take it and you run with it. I don't think there's any team that can challenge them for this, unless it's maybe, maybe the Steelers. I don't even really think so, Sal. They're not ready yet. I don't think the Raiders are ready yet. Uh, the Pats are winning the AFC. And when you get a plus next to it, take it. 
plus 160, Pats, AFC Conference champion. Parlay Kid, we did it again because that's my best pe- uh, bet for the AFC East as well. Pats plus 160 for the AFC, and it's it's a matter of math because they're going to win the division, they're going to get a top seed, and then, so like their their first game, they'll be a 10-point favorite. First game last year, I think they were like an 18-point favorite against Houston, and they they covered that. But, but so, okay, so let's say they're minus 10 and then minus 7 in the championship game. That puts you at a minus 50 going into, probably going into the uh, divisional playoff yeah. round. And plus 160 versus minus 150 is is winning math as far as I'm concerned. I'm with you right there. And you're right. I think the AFC East, the best the AFC East has been in years was probably last year when the Dolphins with a backup quarterback made the playoffs So uh, as the second best team. So, yeah, it's been pathetic, and it, I don't see uh, any signs of any other team stepping it up uh, anytime soon. All right, let's switch to the AFC North. Um, Pittsburgh, big favorite at minus 260. Bengals, plus 375. Ravens, 6-1. And Browns thirty-five to one. It's interesting because Cincinnati and Baltimore are both eight and a half uh, and over/under wins, but there's a big discrepancy in terms of odds to win the the, the division. Um, Harry Pittsburgh Steelers ten wins. That's the over/under. The over is minus one sixty-five. That's pretty hefty. Under is plus one forty. Are the Steelers going to get to eleven? I think they'll get to eleven. So uh, you got Le'Veon Bell back for the whole season this this time. Martavius Bryan is back. Uh, you know, I think a uh, very underrated linebacker and Ryan Chazier had a great season last year. He was all over the place, 87 tackles. He had three and a half sacks, three picks, three forced fumbles. I think Pittsburgh on offense is just going to be a machine. Uh, their schedule to get over 10 and a half. They get Cleveland twice. They got the Bears. They got Jacksonville. And they get Indy. So that's five wins. If you can go six and six. All they got to do is win those, go six and six, and they and they hit eleven. I think uh, that's the play over ten wins. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they get to twelve. I actually do, and yeah, it helps that yeah. Le'Veon Bell is starting the year uh, fresh. Martavius Bryan is back. Um, their linebackers are good. You said Shazier. You know Harrison. They signed him for two years, three and a half million dollars. He's like sixty years old. No sign of him slowing down. He had like seven and a half sacks last year. And T.J. Watt could be the defensive player of the year. Uh, I don't know if I want to say underrated, but he was drafted thirtieth as an outside linebacker from Wisconsin. I think that's good. Their big test is Week 15 versus New England. But aside from that, I see them stringing off wins left and right here. I think they. I think they win that game. I think they win their last four. I'm saying over. Uh, ten and a half. I think they get to twelve. That's the Steelers. All right, let's switch now to Brother Bry and the Ravens at eight and a half. The under is minus one fifty. The over is plus one thirty. Um, seven players out for the year on this team early on. It's a weird team. I hate picking the Ravens. I hate picking the Bengals every year, and uh, this year is no different. Um, wide receiver troubles with Wallace and Perriman. That's not a banged up Flacco. That's not good news. Anyway, the over unders eight and a half. They were eight and eight last year. They are they eight and eight again this year, Brian? Yeah, I think that's about right. I think I could see eight and eight. But yeah, I'm taking the under definitely eight and a half minus one fifty. I mean, the the thing is, this defense could be special. I know Lombardi and a bunch of other people really like this defense. And they bring back a lot of players, but they also added Jefferson from Arizona, and they also bring in a bunch of good rookies. The kid, the kid Williams from Alabama, was really good. Humphreys also from mm-hmm. 
uh, Alabama, and then they also brought in the kid Bowser. I, I just don't know if they, on the defensive side of the ball, people talk about whether or not they have a pass rush. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Flacco. I mean, it's Flacco healthy. He has back problems. We know how that goes with the back problems. I, I mean, I would say if he was healthy, I would say there's a good shot they could win nine games, but I think the back problems is going to cause an issue for them. They really, they, like you said, they don't have a lot of offense. I mean, Perryman, is this guy ever going to play? I mean, we'll see what Macklin does. I mean, Woodhead's getting older. Uh, they, their offensive line has gotten worse. But if you look at the divisions, I'm going to just, again, I'm going to throw out and say they'll be 3-3 three and three in the division, and then they need to win six more games. But they have to go to Oakland, to Minnesota, to Tennessee, and and Green, Green Bay. Bay as well. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be tough for them. So I, I think more likely seven or eight, but I, I do think Baltimore is one of the tougher teams to pick, and I hate touching Baltimore in anything, in, in, a, in a regular season game with the spread, against the spread. I hate all those division games. I agree. Betting them in a single game, they could win games they're not supposed to by 20 and lose games they're supposed to. They just seem more than any other team to be uh, erratic like that. Um, yeah, Tony Jefferson, you said, defensively, they, they loaded up with uh, Humphrey and uh, drafting Humphrey, Tony Jefferson signing him from Arizona. Brandon Carr, parlay kid, we know enough about Brandon Carr. They signed him for four years, $23.5 million. That might be a lot for Good his— Good luck. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. The only thing is the guy never gets hurt. That's the only thing. He does play a lot. Um, like I said earlier, I, I don't think there's a lot of firepower in this, in this past game uh, with Wallace and Perryman. They have lots of secondary help. They were fourth in rushing defense. They could be good defensively, but I had them right at that uh, eight win mark. Uh, as Brother Bryce said, tough road games uh, outside the division. Even you know they beat each other up in the division. Then Minnesota, Tennessee, Oakland, and Green Bay on the road. I'm going under eight wins. Ravens. Yeah. All right, let's jump around a little bit. Um, not expected to come in third, but let's say. Darren, I know you have an infatuation with this Cleveland team. Four and a half is the over-under. Over is minus 170. The under is plus 145. You love the management in this team, maybe, Darren, but uh, are they going to win four and a half games? Well, Sal, listen, uh, I spent a month in Cleveland one night, uh, you could say. Um, <laughs> I Listen, I am not a fan of this money ball approach to football. Uh, Paul D. Podesta, former uh, uh, baseball moneyball guy and uh, executive vice president Sashi Brown, oh. uh, who is uh, himself single-handedly could uh, run this team into the ground. He's underqualified for the job. <laughs> Brown fans, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they just released released uh, Joe Hayden, who said, by all accounts, you got to read about this guy. What a wonderful guy in this Cleveland community. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of the best I've ever read about for a guy that just loved living in Cleveland. Just that alone is probably worth like $20 million. The guy who loves living in Cleveland. Right. Think about that. Right. Right. So I'm going Cleveland. With all this uh, being said, uh, I'm going Cleveland under four and a half at plus 145. Listen, I'm actually a fan of Deshaun Kaiser. I think he's going to uh, be a candidate for Rookie of the Year. I think this team is going to improve from one win to four wins. That's a pretty big step, a three-game improvement. Yeah. Uh, I, I see the Jags as a team they can beat. They're the youngest team in the league, Sal. They average about 24 years of age, so they're very young. Uh, I think Hugh Jackson is the head coach. 
Um, but again, when you got like head analysts there who told us personally that David uh, that uh, Carr would not be a good NFL quarterback, yeah, uh, and I'm talking about uh, Derek Carr, right, uh, on the Raiders, right? That's, yeah. I'm getting that name right. No, I, you got it right. Like, uh, I'm you blanking right. out here. That's all right. Uh, right? We we had a we had a head analyst from that from that organization. <laughs> Else, he would never be a good quarterback. Right. Uh, these are the things that are going on there that is still going to hold this team back from being uh, maybe what they could be. I do think, though, uh, with the development of Kaiser, I think this team, I think the rest of this division with Cincinnati and Baltimore, they're trending down. Cleveland could be trending up with, with uh, Hugh Jackson. They just got to let Hugh Jackson do his thing with Kaiser. But take this year under Four and a half at plus 145. Darren, they have four players from 2014. Four players. I mean, you know, it's nice, that's crazy. It's nice to be yep. young, but that that's insane. That's not a long time ago. That's ridiculous. They got a yep. little, little help on the offensive line with the uh, the Cincy guy and, and Treader as his new center from uh, Green Bay. The 32 in pass protect, protection, so uh, they, they needed that. They signed Sammy Coates late, which, uh, which could help. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a slow start. Deshaun Kaiser, I think he'll be he'll end up being decent, but he was only better than Brock Osweiler. That's why that's why he's the starter yeah. here. And uh, I don't see a ton of wins on their schedule. They'll beat the Jets. I have them upsetting Tennessee, beating Jacksonville, and uh, winning win at Baltimore. But I don't see more than four wins. I'm going under four and a half. Miles Garrett, who is going to be a force, is now banged up a little. Um, they go to London. It's it's a haphazard schedule. I like them under four and a half uh, and four wins. And like you said, going from one win to four is a, a pretty nice accomplishment. All right, Harry, finishing us off, Cincinnati, eight and a half is the over-under. Uh, under minus 125, the over is plus 105. Um, four to five road games after their bye have a weird schedule. What do you think about this team? Another team I have trouble pinpointing. Yeah, I do too. I uh, I almost passed on this, but I mean, I'm still going to go with the under. I don't see anything su- super special about this team. Dalton had a mediocre season last year with only 18 touchdowns. Uh, who knows by week three, by week four, who's going to be getting the bulk of the carries? Is it going to be Bernard? Is it going to be Hill? I know Hill's a little banged up now. Or is it going to be rookie Joe Mixon? I mean, Bry, I mean, it's almost like you can do a pro, and this team may- it makes. I mean, you can almost make a prop bet. How many chances for failure will either of these guys have on this team? Will it be Vontez Perfect or will it be Marvin Lewis? You know, I mean, how many times do these guys have to be terrible at what they do to keep going and be able to stay on that team? Man, it sounds like the Giants of the late '80s. <laughs> oh. I, the whole that Burf, I mean, Perfect just doesn't know how to play the game. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't care to teach himself how to play. And uh, yeah, Marvin Lewis, God bless him, still at it. So you're you're wow. going. Uh, what are you going? You going under? I'm taking the under. I'm okay. taking the under eight and a half. I'm gonna pass. I haven't passed on one, but I, I see them right around eight. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on it. They were six nine and one last year. Um, I think they beat Baltimore to start the season. They start and end with Baltimore, um, but then they have Houston and at Green Bay. Uh, I think they win at Cleveland and. At Buffalo, so I think they go three and two, but then they like to just average the rest of the way. They lost Whitworth, who, as the Parley kid said, I think at thirty-five years old. Uh, Zietler went to Cleveland, um, drafted John Ross in the first round. I don't even know how much these guys are going to play. Same thing, like you said, Mixon. It's a it's a three-headed backfield. Um, they still have offensive line yeah. problems, and I'm going to pass on the eight and a half 
over-under. And that does it for the AFC North. Um, Parlay Kid, what's your best bet in the AFC North? Best bet, AFC North. So I like Antonio Brown over nine and a half touchdowns, minus 145. This is a guy over the last three years, he's had uh, 12, 10, and 13. He's uh, had 106-plus catches the last four years. I think if you know if he comes close to those 106 catches again, I think over nine and a half of those are going to be touchdowns. Uh, I love watching this kid play. I don't know how he gets open so often. Uh, I, I just uh, I'm amazed at about uh, how good he is. Uh, and, and listen, Big Ben is still uh, a top tier quarterback. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, I think the nine and a half is uh, pretty easy to go over at uh, minus one forty five. So go ahead and take that. Yeah, I think Martavis Bryant being there actually helps Antonio Brown's stats. All right, uh, absolutely, brother Bry, AFC North best bet. Yeah, I'm going to keep this simple. I think Steelers to win the division minus 250 is hmm. is easy money at this point. I, I I just think everything else, like we were talking about, is just so hard to pick in this division. Anything Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, I I just I can't get anything right with those really usually. So uh, I'm going to keep it very simple and go Steelers. I mean, you guys must love the parlay uh, Simmons and I made, except for the fact that we made the parlay, so it's probably going to lose. But New England, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Seattle to win the divisions was like minus 115 on a parlay. That's that's uh, yeah. the, the, the big question is who screws us. But uh, other than the fact that we have it, I don't see anybody uh, jumping on that, uh, losing that for us. Um, Harry, what do you think? AFC North, best bet. I'm on board with Brian. Uh, I like Pittsburgh to win the division. I think that should actually even be higher. Hmm. Uh, nothing stands out with, from Cincinnati. Nothing stands out with Baltimore, and of course, nothing does with the Browns. Uh, like maybe like eight wins for Cincy, and maybe eight for Baltimore, and that's it. Pittsburgh, like you said, Sal, I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm totally agreeing with you. Where I think they can get 11, 12 wins here. I think that's a steal. To win the division. Well, did, does anyone know? Did anyone check Big Ben's over under wins? I think I mentioned it on the on the BS report there uh, on Simmons podcast. Tate, do you remember what I said? Was it twelve? Was it thirteen and a half or something? I thought it was thirteen. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, if you could find that, I mean, that's that's it right there, right? I mean, if that guy plays ten games, it's, it's trouble. But but uh, if he plays fourteen, mm-hmm. I think I think they kind of run away with this division. I'm going a little. Uh, Getting a little weird here. My best bet for the AFC North, Corey Coleman, over three touchdowns. The Browns are going to throw a lot, that's for sure. They're going to be behind in these games. And Corey Coleman, six out of his last ten games, he had seven targets or more. Um, he had ten games, uh, 33 receiving, uh, 33 receptions last year and three touchdowns in ten games. I think they go to him a lot. I think they like him there. And three touchdowns. I think he'll have like five or six touchdowns. He's going to shatter that. Uh, Corey Coleman over three. All right. That brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail, tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. And this week, the prop is, which number will be higher at the end of the season? The Jets' total number of touchdowns or Robert Kraft's girlfriend's age? Is this fair? We really can't bet on this? It seems like this is something we should be able to bet on. Um, Parley Kid, do you have any thoughts on this? Mm, well, I had to do some research on Robert Kraft's uh, girlfriend. <laughs> uh, as long as he hasn't been uh, 
a breakup here. I believe she's 37 years of age. Yeah, she's right in there, yeah. Right? Okay. If you had said, if you had maybe put maybe the age of Ken's girlfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would think a little different of this bet. But yeah. for Robert Kraft at 37, good for him. Good for him. The Jets' offense scored 26 <laughs> total touchdowns last year, Sal. Yeah. 26 total touchdowns last year. They're possibly going to be worse this year. Okay, so this is easy. Simple math. She's 37. The Jets are going to score, at the most, uh, 28 offensive touchdowns, throwing a few defensive touchdowns. Mm -hmm. This is easy. Take Robert Kraft's girlfriend's age. <laughs> Over the Jets' amount of touchdowns. All right, all right, Harry. What do you think? Our friend Ken is going to love that. But what do you what do you think of this prop? <laughs> wow, I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking Jets total touchdowns, but I just, uh, you know, how have, has there ever been a team like leading into the regular season where such bad things and everyone thinks this team knows that this team is so bad that the Jets this year to be so awful. It's been a while. I mean, the Browns maybe a couple times, but I don't even know if it's been that bad for the Browns. So uh, I think I'm going to have to jump on with Darren, too. I think, Darren, you saw 37. I think I read she's 34. Who knows? I, I don't know. But, uh, boy, she's hot. Looking at her right now. <laughs> Uh, Harry can't get past the picture whatever. to check I'll her. I'll take the girlfriend to check her Wikipedia. I'll, I'll take the girlfriend. All right, you're going with the girlfriend, She's hot. brother Bri. I'm going uh, with the girlfriend, Harry. If you need to uh, take a few minutes for yourself, we'll understand. But uh, all right, bro brother <laughs> Bri, what do you think of this? Oh God, um, yeah, I'll say uh, I'll say the Jets under or the girlfriend's going to end up being over, older. Although she looks like she's like 18 years old, much younger, right? Yeah, I look at these pictures. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how she's 37. I mean, it it almost looks a little creepy seeing them next to each other. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how <laughs> how can I get a girl like this? It's it's a little it's a little bit ridiculous. Well, maybe Ken could so, help. Uh, you. Yeah, ask Ken exactly. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I think the Jets are going to be in the um, – they're going to probably score about, I don't know, I could see between like 24 and 28 touchdowns. So I'll say that mm. the girlfriend's going to end up a little bit older. I mean, I could see him breaking up with this girl and finding somebody younger <laughs> too. But uh, 20, 20 – uh, yeah, I'll, say, old, oh, yeah, I'll definitely say older. All right. Girlfriend. Yeah, I, I think that's the only way this bet loses, if Robert Kraft uh, finds a, another girlfriend because the Jets are going to score – I think one and a half touchdowns a game, which will put him at 24. But I am going with the Jets' total touchdowns as the win in this prop because Robert Kraft, I'm going to predict this right now, and I have some inside information that this is actually going to happen. Uh, sometime around December, he's going to break up with this girl, and he's going, to, uh, he's going to start courting Dakota Fanning, who's 23 years old. So Jets' touchdowns, 24. Dakota Fanning and Robert Kraft, 23. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. That's the win. All right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Let's move on to the AFC South. This is the one that gives a lot of people trouble. And I think there's a prop out there. Simmons was talking about it. Will there be a division winner under eight and a half wins? And if there's going to be one... You guys agree it's, it's, it's this one, right? It, it can't really be any other uh, as far as I see. Uh, Titans are plus 140 to win it. Texans plus 170. Colts 6-1. to one, Jaguars 6-1. to one. As I said on Simmons' podcast, I don't love the Titans necessarily, but if, if luck is out for any amount of time, 
Mariota is so much better than any of these other quarterbacks. Um, but is it enough? Let's start with Brian, Brother Bry, Houston. Let's go with them first. Eight and a half is the over-under. Uh, minus 120 is the over. Even is the under. What do you think of the Texans? Uh, like Simmons, I love the over here on eight and a half. You know, they were nine and seven the last three years, and I feel like they're better this year. I mean, the fact that Oswar, they they won nine games with Oswar is ridiculous. They're, they're going to go at least four and two in their division, if not five and one. I mean, I guess it just depends with luck. I still think they win both of those games. So all they need to do is win, you know, go five and five in their other games, and they have non-conference home games against Cleveland, Arizona, San Francisco, Kansas City. I mean that that defense really is ridiculous. And and I know I'm sure last year too in the playoff game against the Patriots, Simmons was really worried if if they had anybody else quarterbacking other than Osweiler, they would have been in trouble Absolutely. in that game. So. I mean, I guess the question, you know, the biggest question for them is like, how long does Savage stay in there? Like, if they're right. if they're four and two, four and three, do they give Watson a shot just to see if they can be even better this year? I, I think that's just that's just the question. Yeah, here's their test, and because it comes early, it's interesting with the Savage conversation. All right, so week one, let's say they beat Jacksonville. Weeks two to five are tough at Cincinnati, at New England, home for Tennessee home for Kansas City. I actually think they win a couple of those games. Um, and uh, I, I can't figure out if it's going to be Savage or not, but I think Deshaun Watson gets in there before like week six, but they'll still have a good record. That's what's strange. Will Fuller comes back, um, I think, in a month, uh, and that, that will help a lot. You know, they, they re-signed, they extended DeAndre Hopkins. I think this is a good team. The only thing is, it's it's the emotion. How much is the emotion over this tragedy going to... Uh, play how much is it going to factor in i think they ride it and uh i think they do it for the town uh bill o'brien is the new offensive coordinator he's he's calling the plays i'm taking texans over eight and a half i think they get to 10 or 11 wins that's an over pick for me um parley kid tennessee also eight and a half so tennessee's favorite to win the division but also eight and a half wins over is minus 175 that's a whopping number for over under is plus 150 what are you thinking for the Titans? Well, Sal, you know, that is a whopping number, but I think you've got to take the over for the Titans at minus 175. Uh, they have the 31st most lenient schedule in the league. They're playing a soft schedule. I think they have a dynamic duo here, more of a power duo uh, with uh, Murray and Henry running the ball. I think they're a top one-two punch, provide a lot of power. Uh, they have a very underrated offensive line, an underrated tight end in Delaney Walker. Um, their draft pick, Corey Davis, to go along with, I think, an improving uh, Rashard, uh, Rashard Matthews. And they picked up Eric Decker, if he can stay healthy. Uh, Marcus Mariota, let's face it, I mean, he's ready to take the next step. He's a, he's a pass-run threat. Uh, he's probably the best quarterback in the league inside the red zone. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's thrown a pick inside the twenty in his whole career, or something like that. There was a prop. It is there, there's, amazing. there's a prop for that. Will he throw a red zone interception? He has to start a game or something. Yeah, you're right. On uh, he's thrown 33 touchdowns with no interceptions inside the red zone since entering the NFL. That's that's mind-boggling, and part of it helps when you have two running backs like Murray and Henry that can uh, that can score and pound it in mm-hmm. when you get in close. Uh, they have a defense that was ranked second against uh, the Rush last year. Uh, they picked up some uh, 
Uh, pretty good players. And let's, you know what? Oh, and I, the one guy I love that they picked up is Logan Ryan yeah. from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, he's one, another personal favorite of mine, a winning type of player. He's going to bring a winning attitude. He's a fantastic defensive back. Uh, they drafted a Dory Jackson uh, to help out in that secondary. That is a much improved secondary. Uh, and let's, you know what? I love. I fell in love with the city of Nashville during the hockey playoffs. <laughs> I think these fans are chopping at the bit for the Titans to to go to that next level. And I think they're going to give the fans what they want. Take the over eight and a half at minus one seventy five. All right, I'm going to pass on this because, well, because I already decided this is the team I'm going to lose a lot of money on. They're going to be the team I'm betting against all year, and they're just going to keep winning. Uh, it's not a great theory, but they, they, you know, the tough five starting Oakland, and then at Jacksonville, and then home for Seattle, and then at Houston, and then at Miami. I don't know. I don't know if they're. Yep. Two and three, or three and Fair two. Enough. If they can get, if they can go four and one, there, they're off to the races. I think uh, you're right. They're new quarterbacks. They basically trade Jason McCourty for Logan Ryan. Not a trade, but they lose McCourty. They sign Logan Ryan three yep. years, thirty million dollars. And like you said, Dory Jackson. Their corners should be locked down. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I don't. This is this is the weird team for me. And I think they're right around eight or nine wins, but it doesn't matter. It's the Texans are my team for the division, so that's who I'm going with. Uh, let's go with the Colts. Harry, seven and a half. The under is minus 200. That's very, very high, but I also think reasonable. The over is plus 160. What do you see for the Colts? I know that's a big number at minus 200, but I, you have to go with the uh, you have to go with the under. I mean, I don't know how you can go with the over because you don't know what. How this injury is going to lag for Luck? What's he going to do? Uh, the offensive line was terrible last year. New GM Chris Ballard has 26 new players on their opening day roster from a year ago. Wow! Uh, makes for a ton of questions. I just think that there's no way you can have faith in the over. You have to go with the under seven and a half and lay the 200. Yeah, I'm with you. I, this is one of my favorite unders out of all 32 teams. Uh, I have them at five wins. Um, I don't. I don't see how. You know. I think they started at eight, and then it, it, it shrunk down to seven and a half. I think this goes way under. I think Chuck Pagano's a goner. I think he's like any. It could happen in the first month. You know, a lot of bad luck. No pun intended. But Andrew's probably out for a little bit. Um, Ryan Kelly, their center, is out like six to eight weeks. That's just tough to to overcome. And you know, I think just like. You, you get a sense of where they are when you see their trades at the end of the se- uh, end of the preseason. They get Jacoby Brissett. They trade Philip Dorsett, who's been more or less a bust, but will light it up, I'm sure, with New England. 32nd against the rush. They have a lot of problems. And, uh, you know, they, they take the safety oh. out of Ohio State in the, in the first round. Three primetime games at Seattle, at Tennessee, and versus Denver. Those are all losses. I'm going under. I'm going under. And uh, sorry, Chuck Pagano, but I think he's gone. Uh, by Halloween for sure. All right, Jaguars. Brian, they're six and a half. The over is minus 115. The under is minus 105. Interesting team. I love this Shahid Khan. Uh, this guy spends money, this owner. Uh, he gets Calais Campbell. He pays him big money. Uh, A.J. Bouye, the, the Texans cornerback. Uh, Barry Church. Damn, we, we like Barry Church. You know, maybe a little underappreciated, hard hitter, football player for sure. Yep. They screwed around with this Brandon Albert. Retired, came back. They don't want him. Whatever. Um, their offensive line is a little weak. Their over-under is 6.5. Brian, which way are you going? 
Uh, I'm going to go under again here, and there's three reasons for this. It's Bortles, Bortles, Bortles. I mean, mm. there's there's no way I could take the over with Bortles as the quarterback. If there was anybody else quarterbacking right now, I would think about it because I do love some of their players on defense that, you know, uh, Jack from last year. They have a, a bunch of good guys from last year, drafted some, some more studs this year as well, and also, picked, like you said, picked up Campbell and, and Boye. But unless Fournette is just so good for them and relieves so much pressure from Bortles, I mean, that's the only way they're going to go over 6.5. But I have to side with the under here. I would just not feel right um, going over with Bortles on this team. I'm going to pass, and for exactly the same reasons. I, it, it's so hard to go over with a Blake Bortles-led squad, but I like so much about them other, uh, otherwise, everything I mentioned. I think their defense is going to be very solid, and they're going to win some weird games. Um, and, it, and it's weird, like – at the Jets and versus the Chargers, those are their extra games, and we still can't pull the trigger on over. I'm going to pass on this uh, Jaguars team over under six and a half. Let's go to our best bets. Harry, what's your best bet for the AFC South? Best bet for the AFC South is T.Y. Hilton under 1,300 receiving yards at minus 125. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, like we just. Like we just discussed, I know he had he had almost fourteen hundred last year, but with the not knowing exactly what's going to be going on with Luck, uh, their backups in terms of if anything happened to him, I think it's Jacoby Brissett who couldn't throw the ball at all for the Patriots last year and still won a game by just grinding it out and running the ball. But I just don't think if even with a semi-healthy Luck, I just don't see. Hilton getting the ball, he can be double teamed, especially if they're not doing anything else on offense. I think under 1,300 yards for T.Y. Hilton is the play in the AFC South. All right, Brother Bryant, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take J.J. Uh, Watt under 16 sacks at minus 135. I mean, I, I just with those back issues alone, I, just, I think that's going to be – really hard for him and I, I think Houston's going to want to take it a little bit easy for him not not have them him out there on every drive also maybe late in the season if they've already clinched something I think he won't really play that much I know in 2015 and 20, 2014 he had over 16 sacks but uh, like I said I think I think you could see more in like the 13-14 range this year 16 just seems way way too high we're giving him too much credit at this point with his age let me jump in before we get to the parlay kid because I have Clowney over eight sacks and I think it's for the reason that same reason you know you don't see these guys used as decoys too much but I kind of think that's you're saying the same thing with Watt he'll get his share of snaps but he's also going to be used as a decoy and I think it's going to open things up for Clowney over eight sacks 2015 he had four and a half uh, last year he had six sacks in 14 games. Uh, I, I see him as a 10 or 11 sack guy, and that's my best uh, AFC South bet. And that, the crazy, yeah. the crazy thing, Sal, too, is just right. These guys, the two of them, have barely played together, right? Yeah, at right. The same time. Yeah, who I knows mean, what that's going to so look it would like? It'd be interesting to see how good they could be. With for that. sure, for sure. Parlay kid, what do you like? So I like uh, Demarco Murray over seven and a half touchdowns. Uh, he scored 12 last year. I think this offense is is even more improved, which is going to help him. Uh, he had 12 attempts from inside the five last year and scored on six of those. I do know that Henry is sitting there, uh, going to be a little bit of a vulture and steal some of those goal line carries for Murray. But Murray in his own right is a very good goal line back. Uh, we've seen him catch uh, passes out of the backfield too and score around the goal line. 
Uh, I think seven and a half touchdowns for DeMarco Murray, I think that's pretty easy, especially in this uh, up-and-coming offense. Uh, at minus 115, take the over, uh, touchdowns for Murray, seven and a half, minus 115. We had our uh, fantasy draft last night, our West Coast fantasy draft. I don't want to drop names, but John Hamm uh, is partners with our friend Trevor. And uh, John Hamm has become friendly with DeMarco Murray. And uh, for that reason, bid $40 on him. And uh, But th- that was – that was uh, we were we had a good laugh wow. over that. He defended it. He was not – you know, he was sticking to his guns. I don't know if Trevor agreed, but he stayed with $40 poor bid Trevor. for that. Yeah, poor Trevor. When it comes to snacks, sometimes it feels like the only options are delicious and a billion calories or boring and tasteless. But it doesn't have to be that way. Up your snack game with Nature Box. Nature Box has over 100 snacks that taste good and are all made from high-quality, simple ingredients. That means no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. So you could feel good about what you're eating. I had a shipment from Nature Box, and my friend Harry ate the whole thing. He is a pig, but you won't be if you stick with NatureBox. It's so simple. Just go to NatureBox.com, choose the snacks you want, and NatureBox will deliver them right to your door. There's no risk. If you ever try a snack you don't like, NatureBox will replace it for free. So you're sure to find your new snack obsession. And right now, you'll save even more. NatureBox is offering our listeners three free snacks with your first order when you go to NatureBox.com slash odds, O-D-D-S. That's NatureBox.com slash odds for three free snacks with your first order. NatureBox.com slash odds. All right, AFC West. Brother Bry, your Raiders are favored at plus 175. Chiefs plus 240, Broncos plus 360, Chargers plus 380. When were the Raiders favored last to win the division? I can't even remember. Ooh, that's it's, a tough one. That's a good th- question. Yeah. Probably like, uh, yeah, uh, 2001 maybe? Many years. Yeah, probably like 15 years. <laughs> uh, nine and a half is the over-under for wins. The under is minus 120. Uh, the over is even. This is your team. Do they have enough to get 10 wins in that very tough AFC West? Yeah, so I'm a big pessimist always with the Raiders. <laughs> I always think of the worst. And I'm actually I'm going to pass on this one because if you look at their schedule, it is really tough. I mean, out of their first ten games, four are on the East Coast and one is in Mexico. I, I, I could see them going five and four or six and three in those first nine and then end up – I think they're going to end up at nine and seven or ten and six, which could be enough – You know could totally be enough to win this division there. You know, I, I mean, I do love their offense. I think they're going to score 35 points a game. It's just, from what I even saw in the preseason again, uh, it, their D, it's just so frustrating watching their D. And I, I could definitely see Ken Norton maybe getting fired halfway through the season as D quarter. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll fill in, have fill him in with uh, Pagano. So we'll see. In order for them to really make a statement this year and go 12 and 4 I, that defense is going to have to improve and all their first and second year defensive players are going to have to step up Ward, Joseph, Conley, Vanderdose those those guys are all going to have to play really well for them. I mean obviously last year they pretty much just relied on Mac to do everything for them defensively and win games but I I, I think it's there's going to be a ton of close games and they're going to lose some of them but I'm, they're still going to have a good year but I, I'm going to pass just because it's it's really a tough number, that nine and a half. Parley kid, I think your brother is slow playing this team. I think he loves his team. I don't. I think he loves it as much, maybe even as more than I do. I have them uh, 11 wins. 
I'm going way over here, maybe 12, like probably closer to 12. Um, I think they win their first, seven of their first eight games. I think they get tripped up at Washington, yeah. but they, they go. No excuses. They no win excuses. for a while. That's right. I think they're good. After the bye, they have a little bit of a rough run. With They play New England, Denver, Giants yeah, at KC, Dallas at Philly. That's that's their tough spot. Second half, very tough. Right, very tough. middle yeah, of November exactly. off. But, uh, Tate, you and you and uh, Lombardi talk about all the blue and red chippers. It's, you know, there's 8 to 10, right, on this Raiders squad. Yeah, if you go down the line, it's a lot of guys that uh, Lombardi likes. But he doesn't like how much they relied on Khalil Mack to, to create a pass rush by himself. So that could be something to watch. Ah, hooey, hooey, I say. <laughs> Number one in pass blocking. They're going to score a million points. Uh, they're going to beat up on all these teams. And I think this Gary and Conley is going to, going to pay dividends for them. I'm going over. Um, Harry, Kansas City at nine is expected to come in second. The o- the under is minus 120. The over is even. What do you see from this Chiefs team? Very tough schedule. Very tough schedule. I'm going with the under. I've never been a fan of Andy Reid, a.k.a. the big tomato. Oh. Uh, he's very <laughs> overrated. He's. I've been saying this for years. He's Darren, we've discussed this over and over, being, being, being a group of NFC East fans, and uh, he's never won a thing. I don't know where he gets all this credit for all the time by announcers. It's, it's, it's insane. The guy has done nothing. He's at NFC championship games in his place and lost. He lost at home to Tampa. I just, you know, I just don't think he is that good of a coach at all. He's overrated as can be, and they have a very tough schedule, like you said, Sal. They get, uh, they have to play New, uh, obviously New England to start the season. They have Pittsburgh, and they get the NFC East. Uh, a lot of question marks at running back and wide receivers. I mean, if you look at their uh, crew of uh, wide receivers, they're a bunch of no-name guys uh, that haven't done much in the NFL. Tyreek Hill uh, is their special teams. He's been fantastic. Wide receiver, okay. And he's only in his second season. So um, I'm going with the under nine. Uh, they still usually do get around there or higher, uh, but this year I think it's going to be a little difficult for them, especially, like you said, schedule-wise, and I don't like the running back situation so much and the wide receivers, no names. I'm going with the under. Yeah, I'll I'll say this in defense of Andy Reid, but th- th- this bet we're looking at is a regular season bet, and I think like 11 out of his last 13 years he produced at least eight wins. So that's why it's hard to take the under with the Chiefs, but I'm still I'm still going under, not by a lot, but I do think they get to eight, mm-hmm. only eight, and their over under is nine. Look, I think it's the same situation as it is with Houston. These coaches have to figure out when to put these rookies in. When is Mahomes getting in? When is uh, Watson getting in in Houston? And uh, the Chiefs are not going to have a good time of it in those first, like, six or seven games. At New England, home for Philly, at the Chargers, home for Washington, at Houston, Pittsburgh, and at Oakland. That's a rough, rough stretch. And I know these teams beat up on each other on the AFC West and the AFC West, but um, that's tough. And when you're trying to figure out which quarterback to put in, it doesn't make it any easier. They gave up two first-rounders for Mahomes. I say get get him in there as soon as you can. Uh, Otherwise, and either way, I'm going under with the Chiefs. Uh, Parlay Kid, Denver, 8.5, under minus 150, over plus 130. Um, Defense is very solid. Offensive line got a little better. You know, even though they lost Okung, 8.5, pass, over or under? What are you saying? Well, so I'm taking the under 8.5 here at minus 150. Uh, you talked about the Raiders and uh, the Chiefs. 
uh, with their uh, tough schedules. The Broncos uh, have the number one uh, toughest schedule in the league. Uh, their defense is the staple of this team, but as you uh, commented on the Rams, uh, will have an improved defense under Wade Phillips. I think losing Wade Phillips is going to hurt the Broncos a yep. little bit. Uh, maybe not too much, but it's going to hurt them a little bit. On the offensive side of the ball, Trevor Simeon is not winning more than eight games. Uh, I know some people might say, wait, this team won a Super Bowl with a with a really terrible Peyton Manning that for that one year and a, and a Brock Osweiler quarterback in the team. That was a fluke. That was all about the defense. Don't ever count on hap- that happening again with those type of quarterbacks. Uh, just really Manning in that one year, he was terrible. Uh, now listen, if Tony Romo... <laughs> have been healthy and come out of retirement for this team. This would be a top team. Tom Brady would be scared. But with with uh, Simeon at the helm, it's not going anywhere. This schedule is backloaded with road games. Yeah, I'm expecting them to have a lot of close, boring games. They're going to lose more than they win, and they're going to consider blowing this thing up in the off season in 2018. Go with the under eight and a half wins at minus 150. I'm going to go under. I could pass on this, but I, th- I think under also. I think they're going to get right to, at 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, like, like you said, from like uh, the third week in October to December, five out of six are on the road. This team's going to be beat up enough. They cut T.J. Ward last week, uh, which was weird. And I, I feel this is a case of hot yeah. potato. Whoever ends up with uh, Osweiler on their roster uh, loses. I really do. Like It doesn't even <laughs> matter if he starts. Um, they signed Ronald Leary. Not that great, Darren. We know we know from Dallas. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, serviceable. But, right. I don't. I don't know that it makes the O line uh, terribly better. Uh, Demarcus Ware is out. Sylvester Williams is gone now, and I don't know. I, this team doesn't. Uh, this team doesn't excite me, and the tough schedule um, puts it at an under for me. And let's finish things up, Harry. The L.A. Chargers, seven and a half wins. The over is minus 175. How the hell did that happen? The under is plus 150. Which way are you going? Wow. Um, well, wait, you know what? Let me just ask Darren one thing. Darren, did, my, with my phone <laughs> sucking so bad, did I, did I just hear you say that if Romo was the quarterback for the Broncos, that Tom Brady would actually be scared? Is that what you said? I just want to make sure. That's exactly what I said, yeah. I can't. Whoa. Whoa! All right. Well, anyway, I think I'm I'm going I'm going. Did Harry say whoa? I'm going under. I said whoa. Uh, I'm going to go under with the Chargers. Um, Philip Rivers. It's a shame. The guy's done everything that he can for this franchise, and now they have to play in the Sandbox Stadium of like twenty-seven thousand fans, uh, if you want to call them that, that they can fill in this place. What an embarrassment! Uh, going to be tough to win when it feels like you have 16 road games. Uh, two L.A. teams in L.A., and no one really cares about either. Uh, I'm going to go with the under with the Chargers. It's a bad situation for them, so I'll take under 7.5. Listen, when Harry calls you an embarrassment, it's it's uh, it's time to relocate again, I think. Uh, no, but I'm with you, Harry. You know, the Chargers in 13 years have only drafted like seven wide receivers, I think. Yeah, that counts all the rounds. I'm not even talking. And uh, this Mike Williams, unfortunately, is hurt. He has uh, is an October return, I think, is scheduled. But there's a lot of weird stuff going on with this team. They have, um, you know, the bad offensive line. Uh, they, they have Keenan Allen's back. That could help. 
starting with a South Korean kicker. Like, like I wonder, like, there's a lot of storylines that are going to take it away from the meat and potatoes of this team. Um, Anthony Lynn in as head coach, who's mostly a running backs coach with Buffalo. Gus Bradley, Jacksonville coach, former Jacksonville coach, is a defensive coordinator. Too much change. Too much early on. I know they're a team that wins and loses like four-point games, mostly loses, so you, you think they're going to be close at that again. Um, I, don't like, I don't like their offensive line. I don't like um, Gordon this year. Uh, they have four to five on the road starting in the beginning of October. One night game, only one night game at Kansas City Saturday, December 16th. I think I'm going under. I think I'm going under seven and a half. I have them at seven wins, even though their extra games are at Jacksonville and Cleveland. I have them at seven wins and still coming in fourth place in the division. Um, Harry, what's your best bet for the AFC West? Well, I'm going to stay with Phillip Rivers and the Chargers, and I'm going to take him over 4,300 yards passing at minus 135. Uh, he eclipsed that number last year. I think this is going to be a similar team to last year in which uh, they can put up points, but they end up losing late, uh, 38-31, games like 31-28. But Rivers has to come from behind late in the second half. He's going to have to uh, pass the ball over the place. I see them losing, like I said, games with high scoring. So I think Rivers is going to be over 4,300 yards. All right. Brother Brian. What's your best bet in the West? Yeah, I love uh, Derek Carr, or like Darren likes to call him David Carr, <laughs> over uh, over 28 touchdowns, uh, minus 140. He had 28 last year, and he pretty much missed the last two games. He had 32 the year before. I mean, again, like we talked about, I think this offense is going to put up a ton of points. I think that, that uh, 28 number is pretty much a steal, uh, barring that he's healthy. I mean, that's probably why – that's probably the only reason they set that so low. But uh, I look for a, a big year from him, probably around like 33 touchdown passes. All right, Parlay Kid, best bet, AFC West. So I like uh, Khalil Mack over 11 and a half sacks. I debated between this and uh, Amari Cooper over six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that number shot up from minus 160 to minus 175 pretty quickly. Uh, even though I'd still like that, I think you get uh, better value at Mac over 11 and a half sacks at minus 115. Uh, he's averaged 13 over the last two years. He's pre- even saying that he can reach 30 sacks. Um, so I mean, he's shooting for the stars. But let's you know, if he reaches the clouds, he should get 12, right? I mean, if you're going to predict 30, you better at least come up with 12 sacks. Yeah, right. Okay, so I'm going to make him uh, put his money where his mouth is, and I'm going to say that he goes over 11 and a half sacks. At minus one fifteen, take the over. All right, uh, brother Bryce team, the Raiders. I'm just going to stick with it. I'm actually, I'll, I'll do both here. Over nine and a half for wins in the uh, division. I think they're a loaded team, top two or three in the AFC. I would say top two, um, and plus one seventy five to win the division. Really good odds, I think, for the Raiders. Brother Bry, I wish you liked them more because this is my big, big bet. <laughs> I feel like if we, uh, I, mean, we I love their I love their <laughs> offense. I, I mean, I, I need to see the I need to see the Tennessee game. If we're giving up forty points week one to Tennessee, I'm, I'm going to be pissed off. Brian, email me your uh, your team wins for. Every, I think I probably I think you're under six, 60 games under five hundred for all your for all your uh, teams. Well, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I said. I, yeah, I'd probably go under for like twenty four of the thirty two teams. So. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we did it. 32 teams is right. We got through it. And now we're going to do the Canadian Football League. No, we're done. That's enough. That's enough of this. Thanks, guys. You did a great job. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame or if you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. Tweet me at the Cousin Sal. Brother Bry is at BSZOK816. Parley Kid is at the Chalk Talker. Harry is not on Twitter. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 on ABC. And that's that. For the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Cousin Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-